The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Do you think if you love something, you can make it a reality? Not quite like manifestation, but close. Is it possible to will something into existence? Some believe this is exactly what happened to Frederick Valentich, but I think I'll let you decide for yourself. Frederick Valentich was described as a nice young man. He worked in a local store and spent his spare time reading about UFOs and aliens. He also had a dream of flying. In his teens, he trained with the Air Training Corps and with the support of his family, he dreamed of obtaining a commercial license. Frederick often attended meteorology lectures and researched UFOs. He often would clip newspaper articles of UFO sightings. His family stated that Frederick was utterly captivated by UFOs. Frederick would even gain access to classified Royal Australian Air Force files on UFO sightings at bases. At one point, Frederick's mother would see a strange light in the sky. She called Frederick, and he witnessed it too, before it sped away. Frederick often worried that those aboard a UFO would be hostile. On October 21st, 1978, 20-year-old Frederick Valentich flew a single-engine Cessna. He departed from the Moribund Airport where he received a weather briefing and submitted a flight plan. He was headed to King Island. Frederick had been flying for two years and had logged over 150 hours in solo flight times. He obtained a Class 4 instrument rating on May 11, 1978, which allowed him to fly at night. Frederick had informed the briefing officer that he was flying to King Island to pick up his friends. 
on board his Cessna, he had four life jackets. Though, he told others he was visiting King Island to pick up crayfish. On this day, he planned to fly along the Australian coast, which would take him about 41 minutes to reach Cape Otway and then 28 minutes to reach King Island. His cruising altitude would be 5,000. His plane's fuel endurance was 300 minutes. Throughout Frederick's flight, he was in contact with a ground flight service center. Nearly 40 minutes into his flight, Frederick noticed something odd. He was flying at 4,500 feet and something suddenly flew 1,000 feet above him. It appeared to be another plane, but it wouldn't be long before he realized it wasn't another plane. I will play a replica of Frederick's last known audio. The aircraft has just passed over me at at least a thousand feet above. Is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity? No known aircraft in the vicinity. Seems to be playing some sort of game. He's flying over me. Can you describe the, uh, the aircraft? As it's flying past, it's a long shape. I cannot identify it. It has such speed. It's before me right now, Melbourne. How large would the, um, the object be? Seems like it's stationary. What it's doing right now is orbiting. The thing is just orbiting on top of me. It's also got a green light and a sort of metallic-like... It's shiny on the outside. That strange aircraft's hovering on top of me again. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. Around 7.12 p.m., communication had completely stopped with Frederick. However, a loud metallic scraping noise was heard. But as you heard from that clip, Frederick believed a UFO was taunting him. He stated that the other craft was moving toward him, and at times it was orbiting above him. It's documented that he also stated that the craft had four bright lights that were all illuminated, and it was moving at a high rate of speed. Officials at the Melbourne Flight Service believed Frederick had crashed. Searches were conducted in the air and the sea, but no traces of Frederick or his plane were found. 
The Australian Department of Transportation also searched, but they could not find anything and ultimately closed the case. Five years after the case was closed, an engine cowl flap had washed onto the shore of Flinders Island. It was noted by the Bureau of Air Safety that the engine flap had come from the same type of plane that Frederick was flying, and its serial numbers were within the same range as Frederick's plane as well. Frederick's father, Guido, told the public that his son was a strong believer in UFOs and would worry at times about being attacked by a UFO. He also shared that Frederick had applied twice to the Royal Australian Air Force, but due to inadequate educational experience, he was denied both times. He had a dream of being a commercial pilot as well, but he had failed all five of his exam subjects twice. It is also documented that Frederick received several warnings while flying, such as flying into a restricted zone in Sydney and flying into clouds twice which led him to be under the threat of prosecution. Some believe the disappearance to be nothing more than an accident as he was an inexperienced pilot who possibly became disoriented. Though ufologists firmly believe that Frederick was abducted by aliens, Eyewitnesses came forward and stated that there were green lights in the sky in the area where Frederick was last seen. One eyewitness claimed he had photos, but the photos were too blurry to determine what was in them. Years went by with nothing more on Frederick's disappearance. In 2014, a UFO action group based in Victoria stated a farmer reported seeing a 30-meter aircraft of some kind hovering over his farm the next morning after Frederick had gone missing. This unidentified farmer also stated... Frederick's plane was stuck to the side of the UFO. Oil was leaking from it. While they found this report, they were never able to identify the farmer and speak to him. Was Frederick an inexperienced pilot who was simply an accident waiting to happen? Or was he a target of a UFO? We can't forget his obsession with UFOs. Could he have drawn alien craft to himself with this obsession? I guess we leave this to the realms of the unexplained.
The scene that the farmer described, <laughs> the plane stuck to the UFO. I'm not going to lie, that's terrifying. A uh, hell of a way to go. Um, hard to say why that sighting wasn't more mainstream, though most believe it's not even true, which is why they suspect it can't be the farmer can't be found. The larger theory here is that it was an actual accident. Either way, it's a pretty strange tale. And as always, thanks for joining us here at Unexplained Realms. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.